What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Why Jesus podcast, answering life's most important question. We are now on episode 13, and I'm really excited today. Somebody who's been on the podcast before, uh, my man Arthur from Apologia Center. What's up, brother? How are you? What's up, man? What's up? Doing pretty good. Yeah. Seems like the bald, it seems like the bald bearded guys are taking over. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's only right. You know, it's definitely only right. The uh, I, I feel like... People like you and I, we're just, we're so smart. That's why we don't need hair. You know, that's just, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. Hair kind of like, it keeps you dumb. So it, hair, hair escapes from our heads and, yeah, and <laughs> resides on our faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, guys, uh, we're going to jump right into this because we have a lot to, to talk about. And, um, you know, Arthur was, when I was thinking about this topic for, um, for a discussion, Arthur was like top of my list. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta bring Arthur. To, either I'm gonna talk about this by myself and just and bore people, or I'm gonna bring on somebody who's way smarter than me, um, so we can have a, a really deep dive into this. And we want to discuss unity, right? Uh, and the reason that we want to discuss this is because it, unity is looked at essentially like a god. Sometimes it's people's god. Mm. Unity above everything, right? And we want to kind of break that down as much as we can because the world seems to think that all we need is unity and everything is going to be perfect. We're going to end up in this utopia and, and there's going to be no war, no this, no that. And they believe that Christianity and religion as a whole is something that causes division. And because it causes division... It's bad. It, it would be like, all right, the, the premise is anything that causes division is bad. Christianity causes division, therefore Christianity is bad, right? Like this is the logical conclusion that people come to. So we're going to be discussing that today. But before we do, we want to get into what truth is, right? Because without, without truth, we can unify on everything because nothing is right, nothing is wrong, nothing is objective, everything is subjective, and we could just you know, unify under the banner of you can have your truth, I could have my truth, it can all be true, and we could just live in this la-la land where two plus two equals five for you, seven for somebody, and four for people who actually want to know the truth, right? So with that being said, Arthur, let's, let's discuss what truth is. You know, we have subjective and we have objective. Now, I'm of the opinion that subjective truth isn't really truth. Uh, it's, it's an opinion, but I still use the term. But if you can break that down for us in a way. Yeah, well, um, I, I wouldn't just jump into the subject of objective distinction just yet. Yeah, yeah. When talking about truth, okay. Uh, so I would say truth is that which corresponds to reality. This is, uh, this is a theory in philosophy, in epistemology specifically. It's called the correspondence theory of truth. Uh, so... How do I know something is true? Well, it, it's the thing that corresponds to reality. Now, that assumes a number of things. It assumes that we can actually know what reality is. Like, we have access to reality. We have access to the real world. And so, I'm not going to argue for that. I think that's pretty commonsensical that we have access to the real world. Um, if somebody argues with me and says we don't have access to the real world, then I think they're taking the burden of proof on and they need to show and prove to me how we don't have access to the real world. So I think we, if we don't have, if we, 
if we assume we don't have access to the world, I think we can't live. So therefore, because we live a certain way, like I wake up in the morning and I shower and I brush my teeth and then um, I go and take food and put it in my mouth, all of that assumes I have access to the eggs I'm eating and the, the fork I'm using or whatever, right? So I think we do have access to the real. So what if I said, well, I woke up at 9 a.m. today and you go, well, how do I know that's truth? How do I know it's true that you woke up at 9 a.m.? So I would say, well, I have some testimonial evidence to back that up. You can trust my person. You can trust my character in regards to what I'm telling you. Or if you want more evidence for that, and I would say, well, you know, my my wife was there, my uh, my son was there, my kids were there, and they can all verify that I woke up. When I woke up or got out of bed, the clock said 9 a.m. That's the truth, because notice how those things are now corresponding to reality. Hmm. Um, so I would just say, simply put, for the sake of this conversation, um, I know there's always going to be folks out there that are going to be like, well, there's this issue that there's you. What about um, what about situations in which, uh, you know, people are hallucinating or, you know, X, Y and Z? Then I would say, OK, now we're qualifying it, nuancing it. And that's why we're having the discussion that we're having. But truth is that which corresponds to reality. Is truth knowable? Seems like it. Yeah. Uh, depends what we're talking about. What kind of truth? That's when we might get into the question of objective and subjective truth. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, like I said, we live our lives in a way in which we think truth is knowable. I don't really see people walking around saying there is no such thing as truth. Or truth cannot be known. I think what people are really having an issue with is what we would call religious truth. Mm. Right? It's, it's the subject of whether we have access. The issue is that most of the people that argue for this sort of a unity are saying that there is no such thing as religious truth. They start off the conversation, off the bat. They're already concluding that you can't make objectively true statements about religion. So if I say I believe God exists, uh, they'll be like, well, that's cool. You believe God exists and I might not or somebody else thinks God is this and that. Well, not necessarily. What, what I'm saying is I think God exists and I think you should too. Or I think it's the true thing to believe because that corresponds to reality. So I think when it comes to the subjective objective conversation, we're probably talking about religious truth. Um, a lot of the times we're also talking about when it comes to ethics, we're talking about moral truth. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are moral relativists. And, um, and so we have conversations around those lines. But yeah, that was that was a long way of, of answering <laughs> <laughs> what some might think is a very simple question. But yeah, um, yeah. if we don't start off right, then we're gonna have a hard time with the conversation. Of course, I, I always um, in the book that I just wrote, I talk about truth as uh, I have a little section of it called pizza exists, right? And we, um, so in Yonkers, I believe that Gino's pizza is the best pizza in Yonkers. Like, I think it's the best pizza in New York, right? That is true for me, okay? My brother, yeah. on the other hand, doesn't agree with me. He thinks that Silvio's is better than Gino's. Now, Silvio's is good, but to me, it's not better. Right. Correct. So it can be true for me that Gino's is the best and it can be true for Ryan that Silvio's is the best. 
But the one truth we cannot argue over is that the pizza actually exists, right? And it's kind of good that you just went through that about knowing about, uh, you know, reality. We can infer that reality is is true, right? And so one the subjective truths are my taste. It's a preference, right? I, I think that this is better and you think that's better. That can be true for you. It can be true for me. I like vanilla. You like chocolate. Okay, chocolate's the best for you. Vanilla's the best for me. The one thing we cannot argue over is does this pizza that we that is sitting right in front of us is this real you know we could if we if we want to like drift off into idealism and uh you know stuff like that um yeah. but but hey at the end of the day what is the idealist arguing for yeah what they're saying is there is a truer world yes right they're, they're not denying truth they're not re denying reality what they're saying is in, in this sphere, in this realm of existence, yeah. that's not the the real reality. So the, maybe the best way to talk about this is like the Matrix movies, right? Yes. Um, so which one's the real world, right? Is, is it in the Matrix or is it Zion? Now, again, if, if you've watched the movie a couple of times with real closeness, you realize uh, and you can realize that Zion is a part of the Matrix. But... Uh, we digress. <laughs> let's not, look. I'm pretty sure we're gonna end up down some rabbit holes. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's keep the rabbit holes. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. ten feet down below the surface min maximum. Okay, and and right back up. Okay, but uh, yeah, when I was discussing idealism, I mean like hyper idealism, like people who actually deny that this exists. You know, that um, that. Some people even do believe that we are in a matrix, like literally in a matrix. Yeah. Um, well, there's Christians who believe that as well. I mean, yeah. Um, I I had a guy on my podcast, uh, Parker. We we had a conversation about this, and he's he he speaks about it quite a bit on his show. I watched that one. Um, yeah, and um, I mean, it, it's cool. The thing is that they're not, again they're not denying truth. We're, we're talking about different levels of truth. Yeah. Um, and and that's okay. That's why I said. You know whether it's the pizza or not by the way i got some friends that visited me from hoboken and i've stayed in hoboken we've gone into new york we had some pizza um there's a pizza place next to my house it's called 786 and uh they said that that pizza's the best pizza they've ever had oh yeah just, just saying interesting interesting <laughs> well we're gonna have to it's, i'm gonna have to write a book pizza. just on this you know uh <laughs> all right yeah, so look preferences matter. preferences are a different issue yes um, everybody gets that we have preferences right um uh the the the, the weird highlighter is caution colored uh sweater i'm wearing right now i've gotten many people tell me like dude i can't believe you're wearing that and uh it, i actually think it's a pretty nice looking color i think that is beautiful but, thank you um it's actually uh it's a lot brighter than it shows on the camera i should <laughs> say it's, it's it's like a caution tape it, it really is and uh but that that's cool man that's preference like yeah. this is not a serious matter of answering the most fundamental questions of life Hold on let's, let's go down just a, a slight rabbit hole right would they have the same response if you were on a construction site would, would they have the same response in regards the, to what? the same re reaction to the colors that you're wearing right i saw i just read an article oh, like the, if, if the guys on the construction side were wearing the same color as yeah, i am that's because because right. then yeah, it's probably then it's not because they're like 
Yeah, it's for a purpose, you know. I was just reading an article. It said, don't allow your kids to, to buy blue bathing suits. They should wear neon bathing suits so if anything happens, you can find them easier. I'm like, wow, that is that is really good advice, you know. <laughs> so, that, anyway. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but anyway, back to back to the subject at hand. Um, all right, so let, let's get into the, the topic of unity. Now that we've you know, in a sense, establish that we can know truth and, and, and truth can be accessed, right? In in knowing that truth is out there for us to find, right? Let's go first with the idea that religion bad because religion divides, right? And, you know, religion is another word that people use as a it's like an all in, it's like saying science, right? Like science is made up of many branches and branches come out of those branches and then there's more branches. So we got what are we talking about here? What specific branch are we talking about? But when people say religion, they usually mean Christianity, you know, because yeah. it's usually people hating Christianity. You could believe anything else, but you know, if you believe that you are the one way to heaven, then uh, you know, you're causing you're causing division. And I think this also comes from a culture of of inclusivity, you know, we're, we're in this culture of everybody needs to be included in everything and everybody needs to feel equal and give the, you know, the participation trophy to the, the person who came in last, you know, it, it's mm. this inclusion, um, you know, inclusion and unity is a God. Actually, now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, I think the, I think unity isn't really the God. I think it masks the God of inclusion, right? And yeah, that's not real unity. Uh, yeah. Look, man. What, what does it say on our? Uh, when, what does it say on our money? There's a reason why that says on our money. By the way, but without getting into all the weird conspiracy stuff, right? E pluribus unum. Um, out of the many, one or out of the many, unity. Out of diversity, unity. That's essentially what it's arguing for. What is the whole point of a university? Uni. A, a university. Yeah. Like so, it, it's to take. Uh, divided ideas and bring it into a unity and, and have an understanding, right? Have a knowledge of these things. The educational institutions we have realize that you have different components. So if I go to university, I'm going to study maybe English, I'm going to study math, I'm going to study science, I'm going to study philosophy, I'm going to study X, Y, and Z. And then the, there's supposed to be a unifying aspect of the education I get. That is probably what's going to make you a more holistic individual, that you can bring that sort of a unity, this commonality, these threads and connect them. Um, unity implies divis, uh, um, diversity and dividedness. Okay, We have a different word for what people are asking for. It's called uniformity. Mm. Think about like I don't, uh, when I was in high school, we had to wear uniforms. Now, the uniforms we wore weren't the type of uniforms that my, my kids wear. Uh, the, the academy my kids are a part of, they actually have to wear specific, like all the girls have to wear a specific kind of shirt. All the boys have to wear a specific kind of shirt with, with, with the logo on it, uh, similar pants, like even the shoes uh, have to be similar, not, not exact. Uh, in regards to the, the shirts, everybody's got to wear the same thing. That is uniformity. That's why we call it a uniform. It's exactly the same. Do we, in which areas in life do we want uniformity? Okay, so I would say maybe we want, we want uniformity on matters of truth. So genocide is wrong. We want uniformity on that subject. Mm. We want everybody to agree that genocide is wrong, always wrong. That's things of this sort. 
uh, right? We want an ordered society. Uh, we um, extremely important questions in life. Uh, grape is always wrong, right? You, you get what I'm saying there. Um, so those are issues we should have uniformity on. Unity questions talk about diversity in in the midst of that, and essentially it's saying let's let's agree on on these kind of more important subjects, and that's what the, the foundations. Let's just say let's agree on the foundations, uh, and then we might disagree on how we want to dress this up. So we got a building, we're building a building. You we we have to be united or unified. You can even say on the foundations of it. It has to be done this way. If it's not, it's going to collapse. Everyone's going to die in it. Cool. Let's have uniformity on that subject. But what can we have? Okay, how many windows you're going to have? Um, what the color is going to be of the, the carpet or the floor? Like, those are the things we can have uniformity, uh, unity on. Right? If you want to think about religious truth, uniformity would mean everybody believes exactly all the same stuff. Okay. Um, it, it, it masquerades itself as unity, but it is not because uh, uniformity might actually, uh, in, in certain places, in certain ways, uh, not give you any room for the freedom of expression, uh, the freedom to disagree. Like it might just kill it, like because it's if it's uniform ideas, it's uniform stuff people are believing. It just kills that, right? The other question I want to ask the people who uh, who come at this when it comes to the religious question is say something like, well, do you disagree with what the claims are of Christianity per se? Oh, yes, I do. Then why are you bringing division? Mm. If you're so much for being in unity, just agree with me. We'll be done. We'll be united. Why do I have to agree with you? Well, that's that's what they that's the whole thing, though. It's that they want unity, but they want you to conform to what they want to believe, right? And I think it comes from a place of, well, we know it comes essentially from rebellion against God, but, you know, just thinking of it uh, of a more surface level than going that deep, the reason that they want you to do it is because they don't want to be, they don't want to come to your side, you got to come to their side, and therefore you're the one who is causing the problem That's by not coming to our side. John, that's because they believe what the, whatever it is that they believe is true. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what it really comes from. Is they, they actually, and which is fine. Believe whatever you want to believe as true. But let's have that conversation whether it is true or not. Name me a religion on in this world. Um, religion or non-religious system. Say atheism or whatever like that. Name me any one of them in which they don't make exclusive truth claims. Yeah, not a single one is... is uh fluid uh, I yeah, guess even even the ones even the ones that get um advertised as such yeah usually eastern religions yeah are not like this because they disagree fundamentally with very um uh the, with, with the very foundational claims of christianity or islam or judaism or something like that mm -hmm. right so that's that's essentially that's an issue every worldview has. Every single worldview out there makes truth claims, and truth claims by nature are divisive. If you were on, you know, they 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 bring a separation. This is right. That's wrong. 
You're divided. This, 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 we can't escape this. As much as we might like, as much as we might even see like, oh man, practically this would be more advantageous or something like that. We cannot escape it because this is in the, the fabric, in the DNA of how reality is. And so another thing I think about is like unify and do what? You know, correct. Like what? What are we gonna do? If I if I submit to to you, right, and I join your your squad just for the sake of unity, right? I don't believe what it is that you say, but I'm gonna come and join you just for the sake of unity. What do we do now? Uh, do we do we go try to recruit more people to this? And if we are trying to recruit more people to this, what are we saying about what it is that we're doing? Because if what if there's more people that um, that are on the other side than are on this side, which there is, there's more people who who hold firm to you know their religious beliefs than this whole you know unifying thing. Um, if I cross over to your side and we're in the minority, wouldn't that make us wrong in this kind of like unifying society? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it creates all sorts of weird problems, right? Uh, but let, let's start where it would make sense to unite on all over like let's just say look um say we live in a country where and, and we do uh as a matter of fact something that just happened with you guys right like you guys just had a whole flood situation that happened mm -hmm. um and um let's just say like your jewish and muslim neighbors uh got up and they were like hey john we, we want to come help you guys clean up at the church they just want to lend a, a hand to help you out like, w would that be something you would unite with someone on? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, these would be those most fundamental things that you'd be united on. Uh, I mean, if the mosque down the road got flooded, I sure hope that Christians would say, cool, like, let, let's give these people a hand. Yeah. Let's serve them because that's, that's a very Christian thing to do. That's actually where I, you know, I was, I was planning on bringing this uh, conversation to where it is, uh, where true unity is, right? True unity is, is what it is you're saying right now, where if I differ with somebody and, you know, prime example is Christians and Muslims. We severely differ on the nature of God. Yeah. We severely differ in the practice of our religion. We severely differ on who Jesus Christ is. We severely differ on a lot of things. But as you said, if, you know, down the street there's a mosque that's flooded or something and they need help, well, we unify in helping them. You know, we, right. or we, if there's an earthquake or something, right? Like you start yeah. digging up bodies. Like um, you would want, like your police department, you would want your fire department, like you would want government in in regards to that that is serving the people, to actually uh, be in a place where they don't distinguish between, right? You get you call the cops and they're like, wait, are you a Christian or a Muslim or a Jew? Yeah, yeah, right. Tell, tell us and tell us, and then we'll prioritize uh, as to like <laughs> where where we're gonna go first. Yeah, you definitely or, don't want that. Or they they like try to see who on the force they got that's of the same uh, you know belief system, and they're like, all right, well, you know, Rashid is not here until yeah, today. He's, bu he's bugged. Is it? Yeah, so you know, we could send a Jewish dude, but you know, you you're not unifying. But so it yeah. it it draws this whole um, this whole people think that you cannot unify and be different they especially when it comes to to religious beliefs and that's 
that's where I think that us as Christians, especially, we have, um, you know, just just in our belief system that we're to help anybody who needs the help, you know, and to to say, hey, you shouldn't be a Christian. I would think that that is one of the most disunifying things that you can do because many other religious uh, systems have a much higher priority on their own than than everyone else. Now, don't get me wrong. In Christianity, we, we should you know be taking care of our brothers and sisters in Christ first, but it's not like hey, way ahead of everybody else. You know, we are to be salt and light yeah. of, of the earth. How can you do that without helping people no matter who they are? The prime example is the Good Samaritan story, you know, who is, um, you know. My neighbor, yeah. Yeah, who is my neighbor. And it, it's... By the way, we, that also, uh, the other thing is like, let's let's assume that uh, a, lot of, a lot of us have family members who aren't believers, mm-hmm. like biologically family members. It's like... Uh, if I'm not helping folks, like, it, does that include my dad? Does that include my brother? Does, does that include my sister? Yeah, what, yeah. what does that look like, right? Um, so we, um, and there are systems, by the way, that will tell you not to help people. Yeah, there, the caste there are system. Systems. Yeah, the caste system is exactly what comes out of that. Yep. Where, hey, they're, you know, the karmic force is punishing them. Don't get involved in that. Don't get involved yep. in the punishment. They deserve this. Yep. And, uh, and it's like they have to pay off their debt. So, you know, don't don't go help them, which is why you see such a, uh, a difference between the rich and the poor in, um, you know, in, in countries that uh, that really adhere to that system. Right. And if, if you then flip it to like what we have, where our foundations are not all of the founding fathers were Christians, but they believed in God and they got their morality from the Judeo-Christian worldview. When you when you look at how America is a symbol of unity in diversity, right? Like that is essentially what we are supposed to be doing. It's why it's on the money. You know, we are t- yeah. to, to be unifying in our diversity who are you to say well, that that's that, that's why they're called that's why the country's called the united states of america <laughs> yeah that's a whole fact how did i miss that one right there you know what i didn't shave this down enough today to, to be that smart <laughs> oh man i mean yeah. this is like america is meant to be a very decentralized um uh, uh connection of states uh right like you, you talk about the federal government and then and then the state governments mm-hmm. uh, again we're talking about the way this was i mean for uh, i don't know how long it was but th- there were states that had different monetary systems and there was issues that were coming up it's like hey man we can't cross state lines and do commerce with each other because uh you know because we're not using the same stuff so they had to federalize a number of things but that's the foundation of the country i mean um the the country was meant to be that they they wanted to honor the sovereignty of the local the more local uh kind of uh, states rather than put all the attention on the federal government i mean it's gotten bigger and maybe rightly so i don't know i don't, I don't want to get into that conversation yeah. but uh, again these were states some states were dominated uh, by the way when people talk about like in america the separation of church and state and stuff uh, part of the reason is because certain states were dominated by certain Christian denominations. So it's like if the Germans settled in certain states, it, it was heavily Lutheran. Or, you know, if the British were somewhere, then it was predominantly Anglican. 
And what they didn't want, the separation of church and state, wasn't to create like a separation between a very secular government as opposed to a very religious government. It was not to let any one denomination, mm-hmm. right? Any, uh, and if you want to even, in the modern sense, uh, any one religion be dominant over. Uh, but, but they did stuff that would have, like today's folks would lose their minds over. Yeah. Uh, like Congress printed Bibles. Right? People would lose their mind over it if something like that happened in the United States right now. Yeah. Um, again, because they understood this conversation about unity. They understood this conversation about what we want to get out of this. And we're, we don't necessarily want to create a purely secular atheistic state or something. Yep. That's not their, what their goal was. So, Arthur, what would you say to somebody who who says, well, you know, religion causes causes war you know there's wars over religion so anything that causes war is is inherently bad and i mean you know there's way more stuff that causes war besides religion but what would you say to somebody that kind of uses that as a as a reason of why we should you know abandon religion as a whole well well that's okay there's two different claims that have been made okay and i i want to i want to backtrack so number one religion causes wars what i would say to that yes it does and, and then what? Now, if you mean by that religion causes wars, therefore it's evil or wrong and this and that, then I would say, which, well, hang on here. Do you think there's, uh, there could ever be justified war? Hmm. Could there ever be a just war? Or are we also going to make the same statement like politics causes war? Let's give up politics entirely. Let's have no politics in society, complete and utter anarchy. So would that person be for that? It's like, oh, no, they probably wouldn't be for that. Okay, so this is to say that we're painting with an extremely broad and big, you know, uh, brush. So let's hang on here and say, okay, religions cause war. What do we mean by that? Do we mean religious people cause war and fight wars against each other? Yes. And no one not one religion uh is exempt from this right you're always going to have a religious person or religious people if there's enough of them who are going to be the cause for war maybe we should be asking asking a more fundamental question like it is a is it a fundamental teaching in this religion to go to war and kill other people Maybe that's what we're, we're, where our focus should be. Now, if that's where our focus is, then then we can actually go and evaluate and look at the actual teachings of whatever X religion is, right? Um, and say, is is that true or not? Right? You can go study the tenets of Buddhism and be like, well, does Buddhism fundamentally teach that we should declare war on other people? A non-Buddhist, let's just say. And then, you know, you might conclude... Um, no, it doesn't. It's like, okay, cool. So can I say a statement like religions cause war? No, you, you want to be a bit more uh, careful with the way you speak uh, because you want to be truthful in the way you speak because you wouldn't want people to lie about you. Hmm. Um, and so you just say um, religious people cause wars. And I would agree with that. Religious people do cause wars. And sometimes those religious people are right in causing wars. And sometimes they're wrong because we can, I think it's pretty reasonable to think that uh, there are wars in which they're justified. Uh, I would generally say self-defense wars. I mean, look at all the people 
right now that make statements like this that have like Ukraine flags flying over their house. Yeah. Or in their cars or they 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 got their social media's got stuff like support Ukraine and all this stuff. It's like really you think you think war is such a bad thing. But here you are cheering for the war that's happening. So why are you doing that? Oh, because it's defensive, they're being attacked, there's a superpower that's attacking them, right? I was listening to the Russian foreign minister the other day, the guy's got a wit, by the way. If you've never heard uh, Lavrov talk, it, that's a guy you gotta listen to talk. He's yeah. got a wit about him. And he said something like, uh, if you can't go to sleep, <laughs> he really put it to Americans, he said, if you can't go to sleep at night, because somebody had asked him a question, uh, because of what's going on in Ukraine, just imagine that the Ukrainians are Middle Easterners and that Russia is the United States. Dang, then you can go to sleep bro. just fine. Dang. He's straight up, man. Like, just put them in, in their place. <laughs> Sergei Lavrov, by the way. That's what his name is. And, hey, Americans, now, look, he's calling out straight up hypocrisy. Right? So when when the United States was in, I'm not even talking about the justification of this, right? Yeah, yeah. But when the United States was when the United States was in Iraq or Afghanistan, I have friends who were in Iraq when the American um, when the American military went into Baghdad, like they were in Baghdad, right? Um, and uh, when the American military went to Baghdad or Afghanistan and Kabul or whatever like that, were were us Americans losing sleep or are we like? Is there social propaganda going on? That's essentially what he's going after. Mm. But um, you can't just make these extremely broad statements like wars are bad. It's like, okay, cool. Then you're also going to conclude World War II was bad. So you think everybody should have just sat by and watched the Nazis do whatever it was that they were doing. They were just trying to unify yeah. the world. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? Trying to unify the everybody, world. Look, man, everybody should have just put their weapons down and just accepted what they were saying. Yeah. Um, and then nobody would have died. Yeah, it's all just good. Unif just unify. By the way, guys, that was sarcasm. Just in case one of you wants to clip this up and and turn me into a Nazi or something. Um, oh man. Yeah, you got to be so careful uh, on on social media. Um, Correct. So, what about? Uh, what about ideologies, right? Where, all right, so we got to unify, got to unify, got to unify. What if in the ideology there is command to, um, to you know, hurt people or, or, you know, execute people who are not part of your religion, right? Then is it, Correct. you know, can we unify with people who may be under that umbrella of, of that religion who maybe don't adhere to those things or maybe they, they don't practice it to its logical conclusion of fullest extent. Can we be in unity with them without being in unity with their ideals? Um, well, it depends what they're actually doing. It depends how much they're putting it to practice. Uh, depends what's going on. Um, and I would say um, to, to be generous in these conversations is, is very important mm -hmm. uh, because because Look, uh, uh, I'll give you an example, right? Like, so, so Muslims get a bad rap for this, um, and I would, I, I would actually say rightly so, uh, because of the sort of stuff Muhammad did. But my, my parents uh, were born and raised in Iran, um, and 
my parents were in Iran. I've shared this before, but they were in Iran when uh, the revolution happened in Iran in 1979. Um, uh, and so they saw the Shah, the king of Iran, versus the Ayatollahs, the Mullahs of Iran. And you know what they weren't doing? They weren't going around slaughtering every non-Muslim. Right? They came up, they have developed an internal system in a Shiite Muslim country like Iran uh, as to how they are to treat non-Muslims who might be like ethnically um, ethnically non Muslim. I know that might not make sense to Americans, but that's the way the world uh, and predominantly the Middle East. So it, there's like documentaries that were put out by the Iranian government talking about how there's lots of religious tolerance in Iran. I've watched these things. And they're right because they'll, they'll bring in Armenians, they'll bring in Assyrians and say, hey, we don't bother the Assyrians. Look at the churches they have. We don't bother the Armenians. Look at the churches they have. They worship God. They're openly w welcome to worship God. As a matter of fact, even in, within their institutions, the, uh, like when they go into their churches and stuff like that, into their halls, they don't have to, head covering, they don't have, to have head coverings. None of this stuff uh, because we have freedom. But in larger society, when they're in the larger Muslim context, they got to adhere to these rules that we have about head coverings and so on and so forth. Um, now, what they, go, why, what they don't say in that documentary, obviously, is things like, well, how do you treat Iranians who become mm. Muslim Iranians, who become Christians? Would you treat them with the same tolerance and love as you would the Assyrian or the Armenian Christians? It's like, no, 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 because those guys can't change religions. Because there's specific laws when it comes to uh, apostasy within Islam. But see how they've distinguished between these groups that they're going to say, cool. So even converting, like Muslims can convert Christians. So if any one of those Armenians or Assyrians decided to become a Muslim, nobody would have an issue. But if any one of the Muslims went in, if the Christians started doing missionary work and evangelizing the Muslims, it would become an issue. They would actually tell the Christians to stop doing what they're doing because you can't do that. You can't try to proselytize your, your faith and convert non-Christians, uh, predominantly Muslims, into your Christian. So they've created internal systems. I don't think it's like a free-for-all. I don't think people just go around obviously killing. Um, and so, again, it's one of these things we have a nuanced conversation. Um, so there could be religions, um, and maybe there are religions. I'm being very broad here, by the way, and, and that's intentional. But... Um, where some of these things are taught what we would need to do is examine what the reasons are so if something is punishable by death right some sin is punishable by death so can we be here's the irony right this just happened in the world cup and it was very interesting watching this happen very very it didn't happen as much in the united states but it was really lively in europe very liberal, um, pro-LGTV kind of folks had a hard time with the World Cup being in Qatar because that's not a very tolerant country. Mm -hmm. And then you had other liberals who were saying, wait, why are you having an issue with this country on this issue, but you're completely fine doing business with them, like they own some of your banks? or they loan you money or something like that. Like, why do you feel the need that 
you have to make all the players wear rainbow armbands, right? And then again, there was that unity issue. And all the players that like in Western countries are like super active uh, and talk about this stuff, apart from the Germans national team, the German national team was the only one that did a gesture to, they, they like during a picture they closed their mouths and it like went viral and stuff the, the, the irony was that the German national team did really bad in the World Cup this year but <laughs> <laughs> um, horrendous by the way it's like one of the worst World Cups they ever had uh, maybe I don't know maybe they should have been just bowing playing soccer to, instead bowing to the statue <laughs> yeah, it, it was very interesting uh, that uh, it was it was like an intern, internal fighting between liberals, saying why are you picking and choosing? Yeah, um, how do we how do we navigate between respecting the societal norms and rights and stuff like that? The same thing just happened with I think um, I, I want to say it was Nigeria, one of the African countries, right? Or who just passed this anti LGTB kind of laws yeah, uh, I and that. i think the president the, the president was talking and he was like hey if we're wrong let us make our own mistakes and then we'll learn from our mistakes like stop trying to like push your views on us because yeah. our society doesn't allow for any room for that and it's very hard navigating through that it's like what kind of relations do you have with individuals now these are countries we're talking about but uh, what do you do with your neighbor who um who thinks whatever like your existence is x y and z right like what do i do with my neighbor who every time i say i'm gonna go pray and I, even if i say i pray to him he's thinking he's not gonna thank me that i should pray for him it, it's really weird by the way if i tell a muslim i'm gonna pray for them i don't think in reality a muslim should thank me for praying for them or even ask me to pray for them if, if a muslim asks me to pray for him or her they're being extremely inconsistent because what they're doing is they're encouraging me in their view. They're encouraging me to commit blasphemy because I'm praying to Jesus. That is a, a hefty crime. Yeah. Like you, you just shouldn't. All right. So I have, a, I have another question. Um, what about, uh, I want to have it written ready. Oh yes. So one of the reasons why I truly believe what that um they want us to unify with them instead of them unifying with us right just yeah. quote unquote us versus them if we're if we're discussing us versus them mentality while discussing unity at the same time um is because we have and religion has moral presuppositions i guess you could say that they don't align with right and because we believe something a certain way morally and they maybe want to participate in those things that we deem immoral in a sense they feel inferior or we look at them as if they're inferior so instead of viewing it as well maybe maybe that morality is the correct objective morality no instead of that i don't want to feel bad so you got to come unify with me how do we how do we look at unification when it comes to these moral issues well you have to agree on extremely general stuff yeah it would virtually be impossible to have a society where people are in disagreement when it comes to the most fundamental questions right it, it really is 
Um, so we, we are in agreement on uh, whether people are explicitly aware of this or they just they, they never think about it or something like that. Uh, we live in a sort of a government uh, or society, which is it's, it's like a social construct, essentially. Uh, sorry, it's a social contract society uh, by living in it, by living in the United States. I'm essentially agreeing to a number of things. For example, one of the things I would be agreeing to within the United States is this idea that uh, everyone is uh, everyone has rights, predominantly these three rights to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Mm hmm. You you can't be someone who says, yes, I want to live in the United States. Uh, I like this country. I want to be a contributing member to society. But you know what I don't think people should have? The right to vote. Uh, you're going to have a hard time. Or I think, yeah. right, um, I, I think whatever. Like Just make up whatever your, uh, your issue there might be. Um, now, some people are immediately probably sitting there. If, if they're thinking properly about what I just said, they'll be like, wait, wait, but the founders of this country didn't allow women to vote. Correct. And it wasn't like the, the reasoning wasn't simply just women are inferior or less than, so they shouldn't vote. They actually had different views as to like how voting happens and why property owners are the ones that vote. I mean, even ancient Greece did this. Um, ancient Athens did this. Um, they also and, and did part of it might have been you vote as a family yeah and they the women also didn't they weren't taxed um if i if i'm, if I'm well partly again the, the, these things are the way they are because they had these like communal views and then we become more individualistic as a culture so some of these things change but that's fine um uh so let's just think about the the abortion issue the question here is not whether women should have the right or women should have rights or not. I know that's where it gets like that's the way it's propagated. The, the propaganda is that it's that. The propaganda is that, oh, you're saying that women shouldn't have rights. It's like, no, 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 no. What we're saying is nobody should have the right to kill their babies. Yes. So, but you already agree with me on that. Like, I, everybody agrees that we shouldn't have the right to kill our babies. Now, where's the, where's the disagreement? Where's the disunity in reality? Well, I don't think that's a baby is what they're saying. I don't want to think that's a baby. That's what they're saying. Well, let's... Again, Sorry, I, that was, that was be, me. I, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I, I try to be as gracious as I can because yeah. I, um, I've heard many things from many different people. Like, I've yeah. heard people tell me stuff like, um, that's just the tissues and it's just cells. To I've heard people say, like, and I'm talking about people going into abortion clinics themselves to have abortion saying like, yeah, that's my baby. I believe that's a baby and I don't have an issue terminating this baby. Yeah, that's crazy. Or deleting this baby. Like, so that's been said to me. Like, that's not, I, I didn't read, read in the book. Like somebody who's going into a clinic to do that has told me, this is a child. I believe this is a child. I got three other kids at home. And you don't have to convince me that this is a baby, but I think I'm justified in deleting this baby because of, and then they'll give you a reason or some reasons. I can't emotionally take care of it. I can't financially take care of it, X, Y, and Z, right? Now, the, then the conversation changes. Could that ever be justified? Should that ever be justified? Um, but in the generalities, we're still in agreement. Like women have rights, men have rights. 
what those rights look like, what you can do with your rights, what you can do with your rights, then they get qualified. For example, I remember my high school teacher saying, hey, we have a freedom of speech in the United States and it's all good. And by the way, my, my high school history teacher was an extremely Republican conservative man. Uh, and he would say, we have complete freedom in the United States, but you know what you can't do? You can't stand up in a, um, in a movie theater and scream fire. And then if people get mad at you or you get kicked out of the theater or you get arrested or something like that, you go, but it's my freedom of speech. It's like, that's not protected under the freedom of speech. Yeah. You just can't do stupid stuff like that. So again, um, all rights and freedoms, the way we, they're not just like without any boundaries. They're not without any, any kind of frames around them. They all are justified and explained a certain way. So we can have unity as long as everybody's in agreement um, on those things. And if some people aren't, and some people aren't, that's the reality. We need to realize that there are people in our, in our societies that might not agree with the most fundamental basics, basic building blocks of whatever our societies are. So I would, um, I would take that to, to our next point in, in, in where there are people who do not believe in the same morality that it just seems it's common knowledge, right? And I would argue that societies that take that route are usually uh, founded on on some sort of atheistic worldview, right? Like communism, for, for an example. Communist Governments are responsibility are our responsibility are responsible for more deaths than any quote unquote religious war you could ever think of all throughout history, right? Right. So when when you look at it like that, right, it's because they deny the um, the obvious moral fabric of life and the the obvious value that is instilled in people from our Creator. And they look at it as they are just evolved soup. So who cares if we massacre a couple million people as long as I yeah. am on top, you know? <laughs> yeah, John, I, I think that's a bit of an oversimplification. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, I mean, it's and, a general, yeah, general yeah. statement. But Correct. Um, look, what I would say is um, generally the way in those countries it's going to come about is something like we're going to do this for the betterment of the larger society. Because what is communism? Right? Like, so if you look at communistic, uh, atheistic communism or something like that, I think there's communism of a non-atheistic sort. But the governments we've had have been extremely atheistic, right? Yes. Um, for those who don't know, uh, my birth certificate says the Soviet Union, by the way. Thug life. Um, so, Thug life. Uh, that, that should that should be stated i was born <laughs> in the soviet union um and i lived the first five years of my life un, under the authoritarian thumb of the soviet union uh now i was a kid and i maybe i didn't realize quite a bit stuff but no wonder I you ended up to, in california i have come to loathe loathe <laughs> anything remotely close to <laughs> communism because i realized that didn't stop when communism fell. The ideology mm -hmm. and the mentality that people had are, is still there uh, to a great extent uh, in those countries. But um, so when Stalin kills, I don't know how many millions of people, farmers, right? It, there's a justification to that in regards to the, the farmers are essentially oppressing the farmers um, are, uh, they have land ownership, they're richer than everybody else. 
So there, you know, it's class warfare that gets pitted against yeah. one another. They're still arguing in a very weird, twisted, ironic way. They're still arguing from a superior moral perspective. Yes. I don't think we can ever run away from proclaiming superior moral systems. So uh, let's just let's, let's look, look at the, the tolerance gang, right? That you should tolerate everything. Why? Why should I tolerate everything? Uh, by the way, and the, I'm talking about the individuals not saying like, hey, disagree with one another, but respect and love one another. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm talking not the classical sense of the word tolerance. The modern uh, sense, which the I would ne agree, neo tolerance. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sense in regards to like, if you're if you're if you don't tolerate, you hate them. Yes. Or if you don't tolerate, you're a bigot. Or if you don't tolerate, uh, or, or tolerance means acceptance or something like that. Um, well, that seems to be like a very lofty moral position to say to accept people is the right thing to do. That's that's an objective moral position they're taking. It's also a, because a why would they take unifying? It it's also a, a to to be on our topic. It's a unifying uh, statement. Yeah. You know. A, a false, yeah, they're saying false they're saying unity. Uh, they're saying unity is is like the greatest good you can have, or uniformity yeah. is the greatest good that you can have. Now, I would say the greatest good you can have is is probably not unity. Um, it is truth. That's the greatest good. Uh, I'm thinking on my feet here. I, I could be challenged on that, but but not only believing something is true uh not not only coming to know truth by the way but also living out truth mm. it's a big difference i mean yeah yeah because you can know things to be true and then not live according to that yeah <laughs> so would you say that um that people who even like a stalin for example killed all the farmers used the moral high ground and 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 uh and moral justification for it would you say that somebody who's doing who who did that do you think and this is just like us psychoanalyzing the whole entire situation do you think that that is somebody uh manipulating the system right um because yeah. they they maybe have a worldview of where people are just numbers it doesn't really matter survival of the fittest um and so they they take a the the moral fabric of what communism is because on paper it's supposed to be this moral thing in which everybody eats yeah. and everybody's taken care of. And it's, it's a, it's this utopia that will never exist, but on paper, it's like, wow, that sounds pretty good. Minus the whole get rid of religion thing. Um, but being taken care of, who doesn't want to get taken care of? And I think that it, it, it stumps ingenuity and, and yeah. ambition, but that's a whole different conversation. But Correct. do you think that that's somebody manipulating, um, that system who, who holds to the belief that, you know, people ain't really worth anything. So let me just do what I got to do to be on top or. Yeah. So I think in the case, I think in the case of someone like a Stalin, yes, it's a manipulation of the system. I think Stalin was a thug. I don't think there was a moral bone in that guy's body. He, he would have done anything. That guy would have killed his own mom uh, for, you know, uh, for getting ahead in life. And I, I, I'm dead serious about this guys, but if you're really interested in studying Stalin, um, there, there, there's a couple of books written about him by the same guy, Stephen Kotkin, uh, who separated his life into different stages. And the books are like really thick books, but they're all primary source books on Stalin, his childhood all the way to his death. And, um, and I think he was just a manipulative maniac. 
there's no better way to put the, the sort of individual Stalin was. But now I would contrast them to someone like a Karl Marx. I think Karl Marx genuinely thought this was the best system he could come up with as a, as a thinker and a philosopher that would solve the issues that he was seeing around him. Mm -hmm. I'd be a lot more gracious to Marx. Um, I would actually be even so quite a bit gracious to someone like a Leo Tolstoy. Um, uh, sorry, not Leo Tolstoy, Leon Trotsky. I was confused those two names. So Leon Trotsky is, is a contemporary uh, of uh, Stalin. And Trotsky, by uh, a lot of people thought Trotsky was going to be uh, Lenin's um, successor. Trotsky was a lot smarter and I think believed in communism and the truth of it a lot more. And uh, one of the first things that Stalin does is when he takes over power, he consolidates power, is he sends Trotsky um, overseas to Cuba as a ambassador. He gets rid of him. And then he tries to have him assassinated a bunch of times, eventually succeeding in his assassination attempt and having uh, Trotsky died in um, in Mexico, I believe. Uh, so uh, even the contemporaries, I would distinguish between them. I think Trotsky actually believed this stuff. In our modern American politics, so I would say Bernie Sanders actually believes this stuff. Like the guy genuinely believes socialism or democratic socialism or something like that is the right way to do things i would i would agree and then i th yeah with, and then with, i think with someone that statement like, uh, not with bernie yeah 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 correct uh and i think someone like a um hillary clinton just uh, will say whatever needs to be said to hot sauce to get into power yeah just, yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody like let's not even uh, tell them what that joke comes from but the the people who get it get it all right <laughs> if you got it you got it man yeah yeah <laughs> but um all right so so yeah now let's let's break that down even more right because communism is in a sense uh a a great unification tool is what is what that's, it was yeah, laid out that's to be. the whole goal yeah right? absolutely I mean, is to it, live in a commune. <laughs> yeah, is it's a it's everything shared in their mind. It's a great unification tool. So these people who are in a country where you know, let's discuss what's going on in America right now, where this communist socialist uh, agenda is kind of being pushed in a way. Um, I think those are the same people who are calling for unity and and who would say that our religious views divide so therefore we shouldn't they, they get in the way they get in the way yeah Correct. They... so so uh, again let's, let's give people the benefit of the doubt uh they're standing there they're looking at everything um there was a time in my life i should say that i thought communism was a good idea um uh, it's so funny because people i just said i loathe communism uh, in my teens um uh, I, <laughs> I was sitting there saying hmm what could bring like people into into line like to behave themselves <laughs> uh, and it was like well communism does that pretty good uh, so i loathe the system that for various reasons but then i was attracted to the system because i i actually liked totalitarian dictators quite a bit um and then obviously became a christian and have 
come to different conclusions on that stuff. I think that stuff. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> praise God. Um, the, the people are looking at this and they're saying, "Look, we can have a really good thing here." Okay, we can have a really good thing here, and these religious people are just really annoying. And they're, they're causing an issue, like they're stopping us from having this really, really good thing. And we need to tell them to stop it, to, to stop talking about it, stop trying to put it into our politics, stop trying to, uh, you know, export it in various ways by evangelizing. Um, and so it's like, can you guys as religious people, so whether you're Muslim or Christian or whatever like that, just shut your mouths, agree to disagree and not bring this up again. And then we can have this utopian kind of agreement with one another. Yeah, if they were if they were right about that, number one, let's get past the issue of, well, our religions fundamentally tell us that we need to evangelize and tell people that they need to become Christians. Or a Muslim needs, a Muslim believes that they need to evangelize and bring everyone else into under submission of Islam uh, because that's what Islam means, right? submission to Allah and um, even if we get past that we go cool let's just kind of evacuate all of these things from these religious movements or whatever um, what do we have in their place I, I, again what, what would we have in their place I mean that's a really really good thought experiment to have yeah, it goes back to what we were saying before. Like, what would we do so, if, so if we... I'll give you I'll give you a perfect ex explanation right. about this. The founding of this country, the, the founding of the United States of America, um, is based on a number of factors. One of them being um, the Greco-Roman idea of a republic and a democracy. The United States is not a democracy. Yeah. The United States is not a pure democracy. People need to get that language out of their mouths. Yes. The, the United States is a representative republic, and there's a reason for that. But the United States has three branches of government. Okay? It, it, it is what we call the separation of powers, right? Checks and balances. Mm -hmm. Learn this stuff in high school if you paid any attention in history class. Why did the people who founded this country think it was a good idea to have a separation of powers and that powers need to be checked. Well, historically they saw development and there was this old adage that said, um, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. There's that. There's the other thing of a number of political philosophers in Europe who were writing in the 1700s who fundamentally believed that human beings were sinful and anytime they get anything their hands on, they're going to mess it up. And so they need to be like, that needs to be balanced. You don't want to give one person too much power and it needs to be balanced. Um, now that this is reasonable as well as religious, religiously motivated in regards to thinking. I mean, how many people do we have in politics? Um, generally speaking, like political theory and philosophy, I'm not talking about like politics in the sense of like, this guy's a Republican or Democrat or something, speaking in these terms, like human beings are naturally evil. So we should limit their power. Mm. Like I would love for the president of the United States, whoever it is, conservative or not, to get up and say, hey, I don't trust myself because uh, I'm a fallen, flawed human being. And so I, I would 
think it's a better idea for me to not have as much power as I'm given. Like, I would love that. Hey, it's probably in the council of many, there's wisdom. Let, let's get ourselves, uh, let, let, let's distribute this power amongst where I think uh, the power should be in the United States is within within Congress, within the House and the Senate, right? So what I'm saying is, like, if we were to remove that stuff, if we were to remove the writings of a number of these European thinkers that influenced and impacted the framers of this country, and those individuals' writings were religiously motivated, what are we left with? What, what would we get? What would we get? Right? This is the ideology of it. Would we get a pure democracy? Would we get, um, I don't know, some form, a, some form of like a, a number of European countries have like a very secular parliamentarian system? Right. Maybe, maybe we would. And maybe, hey, some might argue that might even What's work better or something like that. What's interesting is, is many of the most corrupt governments uh, in the world have like democratic in their name. You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's not really a democracy. I was watching, um, uh, um, I forget her name, but she she was just on the Cultish podcast, um, but she escaped North Korea, right? And she was yes, like, yes, 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 yes. She's like, you know, they they have voting there, but yeah. there's only one person on the ballot. There's a guard, uh, th there's a soldier watching you put the vote in, so you, it's not like you could even write somebody else's name. It's all just a show. Right. Yeah. So you know, afterwards, everything. Oh yeah, Kim Jong Il. He won. Kim Jong Il. Ninety nine point nine eight percent. One hundred percent. This shows that he is a divine god in the flesh. You know. So yeah. it, it's it, it's so good that like, this is why I love the United States. We are definitely a flawed country, but the system is set up in a way where the system works. You know, it's. It's full of jacked up people. You got to think about this, right? If it truly was just a democracy, and let's just say that we voted one person into power every single time, and that person called all the shots, what would we have right now? It would yeah. be, it'd be a scary place, an, an absolutely scary place because the people who are involved in this, who are trying to get all of this power, right? Politicians are trying to get all this power. It's limited on how much they can get because of the checks and balances. And Correct. I think that the fact that the government is divided, the system of the government is divided into three separate parts is the way that we can have a unified and united states. Correct. Isn't that interesting? Is that now? Now we we're talking about unity and diversity. It's it, the 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 idea is that hey, you guys have your spheres, and you're going to check these guys, and you guys do your thing, and you're going to check these guys, and you guys do this thing, and you're going to check, and we get these divided things that bring about uni unity. And these guys all disagree. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's phenomenal to me. By the way, uh, I know there's a lot of recently uh, a lot of just venom that gets spewed. Uh, in regards to uh, the the Supreme Court, um, man, yeah. I, I, have these people ever read one of the decisions by the Supreme Court? Like the amount of respect, the amount of uh, just like friendly 
responses that they get, but in a very strong point of yeah. dissent, like if, you, if they've ever read a, read a dissent, but by anyone, by the way, whether it's a conservative writing a dissent or whether it's a liberal writing a dissent, these guys go to work every single day and they're going to have to deal with issues um, where they got to find common ground on. Mm-hmm. Every single day, man, this is their life. And what really what they need to do and, and the proper thing to do in, the, in, in regards to the, the sort of job they have they, they need to have the humility to humble themselves under the law of yes. the land and say, our job is not to come up with law. Congress does that. Our job is to implement the law, is to interpret the law, and then do it well enough for the po- general populace, population of the United States. That's a very hard job. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have disagreements on some major stuff. But if you look at most stuff that they actually vote on, most of the stuff is, I don't know, like 8 to 1, 7 to 2, and you get concerned because those things don't really matter in regards to these like fundamental sort of things. And they might have legal disagreements with one another and all that. So um, it's, it's a very hard job, but again, there's a reason for these things. Um, so uh, there's a comment that's saying that, oh, they got some of these ideas from um, well, ancient me, Greek and Roman let me pull it up as well. I usually yeah. don't, uh, when, on the, on these things, I usually don't jump into yeah. the chat, but we'll pull it up since, uh, since you pointed it out yeah right. look, look i mentioned that i mentioned that right and i appreciate that i mentioned that i, I the united yeah. states is, is in my opinion the united states and the system is a good combination of the good aspects of the greek democracy greek democratic thought it's a good aspects of the roman republic and it's really good aspects of what i would say christian european philosophical thought and non-Christian, kind of like the rationalists. Um, it's a good combination. They, they did a good job bringing all of these things together and, and, uh, and, and developing a system. I'm not saying it's purely Christian or something like that. Yeah. Well, uh, what I would say is like there's fundamental stuff that are assumed in these things that um, I can't see another religious system or non-religious system that believes that. Yeah. So it, it is it is Christianity by definition that thinks people are born sinners and that without God we we are a mess. Yeah. And now that that gets explained in various ways in regards to common grace and not, but um it that, that is a very authentically Christian view of things. Uh we are naturally sinful. So since we're on the topic of Christianity, right? Um let's talk about unity in the body. And on, we don't have to get into specific topics or um, you know specific things, points of contention or, or anything. But you know, I'm, I'm I would say I'm a halfway controversial figure um, when it comes to this stuff of, of causing division. Is is what I'm accused of doing, right? So when it comes to the body having severe disagreements but unifying on the essentials i you know i'm you're you're in our chat you're a big participant of our christian creators and why jesus you know system system of unification that we have going on and there's a a huge diversity of of thought and and theology in there and i think we do a good job at unifying and 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 uh we have severe differences not uh, the word severe is like a sounds like a bad word but we really disagree on certain topics 
but it doesn't it doesn't cause division amongst us and so I, I would like to to speak to that on you know how do we know in Christianity if this is something that we need to say oh no that's outside of orthodoxy or that is bordering orthodoxy or that is hurting Christians to believe this stuff how do we differentiate and navigate through that and and unify and is it okay to to not unify with people who claim to be Christians but are sitting outside of orthodoxy and in, in the things that they teach yeah so um they're, they're, we have to talk about two different subjects here when we talk about this. One is uh, beliefs, so it's stuff you hold to be true, stuff you, that you hold to be true, and then practice, mm. the way you practice it. Okay, uh, Somebody can have all the right beliefs and practice things incorrectly. Um, and somebody can practice things correctly and have the wrong beliefs. Like have a wrong interpretation of the scripture or something like that, but yet practice certain Christian things in, in a proper way. Uh, in, in theology, we call this orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Okay, so correct practice versus correct belief. Look, uh, would I be a member of the church that Jeremy Collins is a good friend of ours, is a pastor at? Would Arthur be a member at that church? No, I would not. Because, not because I think Jeremy's a bad guy, not because I think Jeremy's not a Christian or something like that. Where is Jeremy? Um, and uh, not because of any of those things. It's because I can't in good conscience adhere to the faith statement of the Presbyterian church that Jeremy's a part of. Like, predominantly i can't uh, I, I i would not necessarily adhere to and confess to um, and it'd be lying if i did uh to like infant baptism now I, trust me i know exactly how they argue for infant baptism i know what the theology is i know where it comes from and i have disagreements in maybe the earlier stages of that that leads to someone to believe in infant baptism like, i get it i get it but i would i wouldn't like i've had jeremy had on my channel so many times we i would do ministry with him without even thinking about it right um then somebody says well why don't you do that because i can't in good conscience say yes to things i don't believe now i don't i don't think those things are salvific issues neither does jeremy and therefore we can disagree on that Mm -hmm. uh, and we can still be a part of the, because we realize there are secondary issues. We don't have access to every single knowledge that's out there about the word of God and all of that. So that's one issue in regards to like practice. Let's just say, let's just assume you, you sat down and you interviewed me and you said, Arthur, do you believe in the Trinity? And do you believe this? Like all the fundamental questions to Christianity. And I said, yes, to all, all that stuff. And you said, man, this, this guy is really good when it comes to his orthodoxy. He believes all this stuff. And you're like, cool, man. Like, I, I, I want to do ministry with you and stuff. And then we, we, we were in church. And then I started, like, cussing up a storm from the pulpit <laughs> and just, like, going nuts on people, right? Like, I walk up to him. I kick him in the chest. And I'm just like, and then you're like, whoa, what just happened? Like, this guy just lost his mind. <laughs> And you're like, Arthur, what are you doing? And, and, and I go, bro, I'm being led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is telling me to kick these people in the face right now because 
you know, they're in sin or something like that. <laughs> now, you, you would sit there and go, uh, okay, something's off here. Uh, Arthur's got an issue with not his orthodoxy, but his orthopraxy. I think that's a good distinction. And for some reason, for some reason, he is justifying this action. Now, by the way, what I just said was a real thing being done mm -hmm. by a real individual who was a part of the healing ministries. Todd Bentley. A number of years ago. Todd Bentley. Todd Bentley talked about how he kicked old grandma because the Spirit of God told him to kick her. Right now, if I were to sit there and say, "Hey, Todd, let's just say I'm just going to get be," I haven't done much research on Todd Bentley. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, uh, if I would say, "Hey, do you believe?" Let's just say I believe. I say, "Hey, Todd, do you believe that Jesus is God?" And he was like, "Yes." Do, do you believe that Jesus? Uh, do you believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead? And he's like, "Yes." Do you believe in the Trinity? And he's like, "Yes." It's like, cool. Stop kicking people. <laughs> like, it's just this is bad practice. There is room, and there should always be room for us to criticize each other on the practice of things without having to resort to saying the person's not a Christian, hmm. right? Um, we do this all the time in our local churches. We rebuke people, we correct people, we pull them aside and say, hey man, the way you respond to that sister or that brother wasn't right, wasn't Christ-like, uh, you didn't do it with grace and mercy and truth and all this stuff. We do this all the time. Um, it, it seems to me that maybe the, the reason why people get offended is because uh, they hmm, got to be careful here. So I think generally speaking, when I let me put it on myself, when I get offended, when somebody says something to me and my immediate response is to not understand what they're saying and take offense at what they're saying is most of the time is because I'm hearing them the way I would be communicating those same things. Okay. So if if somebody who disagrees with me theologically and my every other word about people who disagree with me theologically is that they're not real christians and then somebody says arthur you shouldn't be doing that what i'm hearing them say is that i'm not a real christian hmm. and therefore i have a certain kind of response now this is doing a bit a little psychoanalyzing and stuff like that but that's what i've noticed uh when it comes to um uh when it comes to uh, disagreement in that nowhere in the bible does it say that we shouldn't be disagreeing with each other you have disagreements in the bible all the time as a matter yep. of fact if you didn't have disagreements you couldn't rebuke people the fact that the bible says rebuke one another or correct one another means you have disagreements we wouldn't have the epistles without disagreements exactly right like well somebody might sit there and say well that's paul uh he whatever that's peter they had the right to do that but they say the word of god is useful for teaching correcting reproof and training up in righteousness Look, if I act a different way, if I act wrong, or if I say something that's incorrect theologically, and somebody uh, calls me out on it, it's completely fine. If they're right, they're right. Then I'll be like, yeah, I was wrong about that. Let me let me change the way I'm doing it or whatever like that. Um, 
We have a, a real so, life example of that with um, when when I made that video about the Trinity, right? When we had, you know, when I had all these Muslims like doing all this, like on my page, like crazy, like talking bad about the Trinity, and I pulled a, hey Patrick, you know, um, and it was just a bad analogy. And Arthur sent me a message on the side. He's like, hey man, I get what you're saying, but it could be interpreted um, incorrectly. And if somebody interprets this the not the way that you're trying to get it across, you know, you could you could be looked at yeah. as as, you know, uh, spreading heresy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, th like that was a blind spot for me. And thank you for 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 telling me. I mean, imagine me getting like mad at Arthur for saving me from being a, a heretic, you know, <laughs> like. Like, I believe in the Trinity and the doctrines of the Trinity, but I explained right. it in this video in a very bad way. And, uh, and Arthur yeah, look, like, I, I, there's a, there's a very famous guy that's on YouTube quite a bit. Um, uh, uh, man, I'm forgetting his name. Um, Transformation Church guy. What's his name? Uh, Mike Todd. Mike Todd. Mike Todd explains the trinity in one of the worst ways i've ever seen anybody explain the trinity. yeah and and i was having a conversation with uh, with some of the guys at our church yesterday and i said he if he did three hours of research on a computer on google just typing in something like trinity versus modalism or uh, explanations of the trinity he would have come across a lot of articles that would have explained the trinity and within those articles there would have been some articles that would have told uh, that would have had subheadings that said non-trinitarian explanations modalism x y and z right he would have explained it and he would have just had a better idea yeah a better better idea of communicating the trinity and then been able to deliver a sermon, do it like I wouldn't have an issue with the passion he, he delivers things with. I'm, I'm actually, frankly, mind I don't mind that stuff. I like it quite a bit. Uh, but um, it's when you do stuff like that, and then I reflect on it and I go, man, like, how much time did you spend preparing this? <laughs> I say that. I say that as someone who spends a lot of time preparing stuff. Yeah. I have friends that spend a lot more time preparing things than I do sermons and stuff like that. I have friends that spend 20, 30 hours on a sermon. Um, and, and there could be various reasons for that. Like I was like super nerdy in Bible college and, uh, uh, and seminary and some of that stuff's like stuck around. I don't need to go reread that stuff, re-research that stuff because it's like there. Or I just have like a cheat sheet that I've created in various documents that I go, oh, it's that subject. I just access it and I got my Bible verses and then I have softwares that help me with that. But dude, trust me, like if it, it, uh, I think Transformation Church brings in enough money for them to get Mike Todd, the Logos Bible software, like <laughs> Supreme Package. Supreme Probably. Package. Like, they do spend a lot elders, of time. They look, spend, a, if they spend elders, a lot of time on the props. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, that's fine. I don't necessarily have issues against that stuff. What I'm saying is... Um, maybe they have done this. I'm not sure, but their elders should probably gift it to him uh, and say, hey, here's like the the best package you can get on Logos. I'm doing some advertisements for Logos right now. Um, and 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 then uh, it, because it makes your research quite a bit, I think using Logos for me uh, cuts down my study hours from like, if I was going to spend 10 hours studying something and researching something, it like cuts it down 50%. Well, you type in a word. Because you get hyperlinks. Yeah, yeah. because you get hyperlinks and commentaries. It's just brilliant the way they've, they've organized it. And uh, if you did that kind of research, then you wouldn't make those kinds of mistakes. 
that's what I'm saying when I sit there and I say, well, how much time did you spend on this, brother? And and so when you do that, trust me, you have now given me reason to criticize you. And I would say the reason I would criticize you is not because I don't like you or I just disagree with you. Or I'm just a hater out there or something like that. Um, it's because hundreds of thousands of people are listening to you, communicating very wrong things about God. And yep. so I feel as a teacher in the church, um, globally speaking, and, and I'm, I'm like a lower tier teacher in the church. Okay. There's like really high tier teachers, but the problem is sometimes those high tier teachers aren't paying attention to this stuff. Yeah. So I would prefer for those people to be taking care of uh, these things. But, um, I sort of feel like a responsibility to say, Hey, um, there's a better way you can say whatever you're saying. And dude, like if anyone, by the way, I would say anyone, if it's like, you want to get on a call and talk and explain, let's do it. Yeah. And you should be like, you don't even have to come to me. Trust me, dude. Like some of these guys are big enough and famous enough to reach out to really good articulate individuals that they have access to and they want to have they want to have the conversations with them like they they really do and that's you know when when we're talking about unity um i think that's one of the the best parts about uh i've never had so much support in anything that i've ever done uh as far as i've found in christian youtube right and there's a lot of you know heresy hunting and and craziness that goes on on christian youtube which is it is what it is but like the communities that i have found and the people who support uh the channels and like people like you know you and jeremy collins and all of the other people in the in the why jesus network and it's like the support in uh disagreement is 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 incredible and i think that the christian church like the true church who can have unity in the essentials can actually be a a an example of what all of these other people are trying to do by just getting you to to force comply to to unify does that make did that make sense oh and i think i'm i think I'm yeah dragging. yeah yeah look it's it, it, we, we no, we, we need to have, we need to have thicker skin. I can hear you. I can hear you fine. I think. I'll All right, cool. No, it was like um, this. We need to have thicker skin uh, when it comes to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. We good? It's, I think. I think so. Is there like a storm passing by you? I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what it is? Is we've been on for an hour and a half, and Puerto Rico okay. Wi-Fi. The coquis are outside. Like, yo, you've been on. For too long okay koki koki it's, it's it's over get all, like <laughs> that's what's going on right now yeah, yeah it's it it, people say um, it's, it's look, buffering look, uh, um, i i got it open it seems like it's caught up all right so. cool well let's let's just or continue yeah Let me just see something real quick. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah, I, I just think, generally speaking, we need to have thicker skin um, and not get offended over um, any kind of criticism that comes out our way. 
if, if if the stuff that you believe you actually believe it and you can back it up and all that stuff you there's no issue there back it up make your argument right um and and then let the kind of scrutiny and the counter arguments come back at you but don't 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 immediately label label people like you hate the spirit of god and the work the spirit of god is doing or something yeah that's uh that's um, the that, worst that is immediate by the way that immediately gives me vibes of cult a yeah. cult uh, uh, not a cult the cult like cults it's cultish thinking it, it, it when you say that because now what you're doing is you're not allowing for anybody to in any way disagree with you you're not allowing for people to criticize you um and that becomes very problematic it's, yeah, it's very the, totalitarian the right? don't touch god's anointed type of uh type of thinking correct correct like don't don't criticize the anointed of god it's like yeah. really uh so when paul criticized peter was Peter not anointed? Mm -hmm. Did Jesus not select him as a disciple? Or was Paul disobeying? It's like, well, the guy was acting wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's clearly not that case, right? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I think, uh, by the way, I think it's buffering. Yeah. Uh, it might, it, it, it might. Uh, John, I think after, after you ended, it might just kind of catch up or something. They're like yeah maybe all right so because. let's let's take this as a sign to you know arthur you're somebody that i could talk to yeah, and all night you know we could just go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole um so just before we sign out let people know where they can find you um, yeah, 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 yeah. also talk quickly about the counseling uh that that you just started doing as well Yo. Sorry, I didn't catch that part. I, I was saying the last part. I was saying if you can talk quickly about the um about the counseling that you're doing as well. All right. I think I think we're gonna have the, to the counseling you said? Yeah, yeah. I I think we're just gonna have to end it. It's like it's dragging like crazy. So Guys, if you want to see uh, see more from Arthur, I'm gonna leave his stuff in the uh, in the in the description below. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being on here, and I will see you on the next one.